and not thankful just for possessions but number one thankful for the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world Lord I'm just thankful to you I'm just thankful that you loved me when I was unlovable I'm just thankful that you found me in such a mess oh but you turned it around washed me cleansed me filled me with the Holy Ghost I'm thankful for salvation in the name of Jesus don't get me wrong I'm thankful for everything I got hey but but lack of car don't mean lack of Jesus lack of job don't mean lack of Jesus yeah lack of family lack of friends lack of health lack of money lack of education none of that means lack of Jesus Bible says that we have this treasure in the, the most inexpensive, the frailest of vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. In comparison, it doesn't compare to golden vessels and silver vessels and crystal vessels, but just old clay pot. But he said, oh, what a treasure. I got something in this old bag of bones right here. <laughs> yeah. Praise God. The world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. Yeah. It's already paid for. It ain't going to be repossessed. I ain't got to worry about nobody hitching up to it in the middle of the night and towing it off. It's, it's mine. Jesus gave it to me. And he'll give it to you too. You got it? If you got it, shout amen. amen. Give the Lord a hand. Aren't you glad you got it? Oh man, I'm glad I got it today. Praise the Lord. Thank you for being in service today. I'm going to preach, try not to be very lengthy today. I know we're, we're going to get ready to baptize uh, when this is over with. And I know we have one. And I guess if, man, maybe I should have preached what I preached at 11 o'clock and the 12 o'clock. <laughs> and, uh, but if you have not been baptized in the name of Jesus, but you believe that he is the Son of God, if you believe that he died for your sins and rose from the dead, if you're ready for that day, if you're ready for your life to be different and better, then let me tell you, I'll be glad to baptize you today in the name of Jesus. Is that Bible? It is Bible. It's Acts 2.38. It's Bible. It was a command that was given. It was instruction that was given by the man who had the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Apostle Peter said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But he didn't just pull that out of thin air. He preached to him about Jesus of Nazareth first. He preached about Christ and his crucifixion. He preached about what he did. And when it pricked their hearts, when it touched them, when the message, when the gospel hit them, what shall we do? So if the gospel hits you today, let me tell you what to do. Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And let God fill you with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Because it still works.
It still happens today. Praise God. Luke chapter 10. If you've got your Bibles, and I'm going to get on and preach for a moment. And then we're going to get ready to have altar call. And we're going to just believe God to do some tremendous things today. Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 42. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village. And a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving, came to him, said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. I want to preach for just a moment with the words of the Lord in that last verse and ask us all a question today. What will you choose? What will you choose? Let's pray today for the message. Pray for your pastor as he preaches. Lord, we love you today, and I thank you for your word. Thank you for all the gifts and benefits that you load us with daily. Lord, bless our hearts today to receive your word as we are so troubled on every side with so many things. Let us keep focus on what is that good part. And let's choose the right things, Lord. Help us today now to receive it in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Give the Lord another hand clap of praise today. God's good. You can be seated. Brother Christopher, I'm going to change to this lapel. I forget I have this thing on sometimes. And I'm like, oh, man, this is a great, great tool. It's awful when you got something right there that's so beneficial to you and you forget about it. Well, we could preach about that a while. <laughs> well, quit meddling, preacher. Come on. Let's keep going. No. What will you choose? When we read the story of Martha and Mary, Martha and Mary are no strangers to the Lord. The Lord loves this family. We know that when their brother Lazarus falls sick, we find out that uh, the writer makes sure to include the fact that Jesus loves them. This is people that are his friends, his supporters. They, they care about him. They minister to him. And, and so uh, this is people who are close to his heart. But even when we have Jesus in our house or our vessel, we can get so distracted and so busy and our life can get so hectic and uh, we can be cumbered about with much serving, trying to serve the needs of others, trying to serve uh, our job, our school, our friends, our loved ones. It's, you know, it's I got to do this, I got to do that, and this. And then all of a sudden we find very little time except to throw a passing prayer request at the Lord. Don't you care? Choices, friend, are part of every single day. Almost every single action that you take part in daily results from a choice. 
you wake up. That's, you know, you wake up. Sometimes that's not a choice. That's a cat jumping on you uh, or a dog. You know, we've got that happening in our house. My choice would be to sleep a little longer, actually. But they wake you up. But the choice to get on up out of the bed is mine. The choice of what clothing to put on is mine. The choice for coffee or no coffee is mine. The choice to shower or brush my teeth, that's mine. Hope you make that choice. (laughs) My goodness. Oh, but the choice of to go to work today or not, the choice to go to class today or not, college and high school kids. Don't, I know folks skip school now. Come on. I, I used to be in school. Oh, it would be on the syllabus. I got it. Get back to sleep. Choices, everything you do. Who am I going to eat lunch with today? What am I going to have for lunch? What am I going to do for dinner? Uh, am I going here? Am I going there? You know, choice after choice after choice. And we were created in God's image. Being created in his image means that we have a will. Because the Bible says God works all his things after the counsel of his own will. He does what he chooses. And so he gave us that when he created us in his image that we can do what we choose. God will not force you to serve him. God asked us, what will we choose today? When he came to his disciples, he did not recruit them and uh, it was not uh, where he forced them into servitude. He did not uh, have a draft and say, you got to go with me or else. He simply said, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Follow me essentially meant make a choice. You'll stay here fishing with your family, or you will go with me and see things that you never thought you could see. We like to say, well, If Jesus says, follow me, that's no choice. But yet there is a choice because some people, he said, follow me. And they said, let me go home and say goodbye to my family first. Let me go and bury my dead. Let me do these things. And some people actually did not follow him. If you want to be perfect, he said, told one young man, sell everything you have, distribute it to the poor, take up your cross and follow me. And he went away. Choices. What will we choose? Will we choose Jesus most of all? I know that there are things that we cannot neglect in life, and the Lord doesn't intend us to neglect. He doesn't want us to be lazy and to be slothful. He doesn't want us, as Scripture tells us, just a little folding of the hands, a little slumber to sleep, and you know that's where your walls fall down and your vineyards grow over and, and everything just goes to ruin. He does not want us to be sloppy. He doesn't want us to to just not do what we're supposed to do, but he does want us to put him first. And the first and greatest commandment is that we should love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second one is love our neighbor as ourself. We should love him first. Nothing comes before Jesus. Listen, even if you don't choose, that's a choice. Yeah, you know, you... when you, don't, when you choose not to do something, you made a choice. When you say, well, I just don't, I don't do that, then you chose not to do it. I don't make sure. Yeah, you made a choice. You know, people don't vote. Well, if you don't vote, you, you made a choice. You chose not to vote. I want to make sure that I am choosing Jesus above anything else that is going on in my house. And when I say in my house, I mean my life and, and what I've got going on. I, I know that... Uh, 
things are important, and we think sometimes we put so much importance on things. But I can tell you this, and I've said it before, and I mean it, that I would never keep a job that would cause me to sacrifice my loyalty to God. Yep. If somebody said, look, I'm going to pay you $500,000 a week if you will just go and deliver these drugs for me. Legal prescription drugs. Not even, not even under the table, burn your nose up drugs. No. I'm talking about, I want you to, to deliver these drugs for me. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to forsake. Hey, for a million dollars, I just want you to stand up and say you don't believe in him. Won't happen. Oh, you could say it, Pastor, and then you could tithe the money to the church. It'd be great. Yeah, then I, I hear him say, depart from me. I never knew you. I would not choose a hobby that would cause me to sacrifice my time with him. Oh, I know, I know I'm meddling. Don't worry. I know. You, 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 got to, you got to look at me with that face. I know I'm meddling. I would not choose a major in my school that would be contrary to God's word. I'm going to choose Jesus because that's the only way to make it out of here. But I'm going to choose him because he loved me enough to die for me. I'm going to choose Jesus because it was his blood that was shed for me. I'm going to choose him because he laid down his life and he calls me his friend. I'm going to love him because he called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. I'm going to love him and choose him because he chose me. The Bible says we are a chosen generation. Yeah. I'm going to choose Jesus because when my life was spiraling out of control where I was headed nowhere fast, he stopped the fall. Yeah, he, he, he offered me something different. He, and now that I serve him and that I know him and that I have him in my house, I'm not going to let things clutter my mind and occupy my time to where all I can do is say, hey, Jesus, don't you care? I'm not going to get so distracted that all I can think of is what somebody else, that I'm upset that somebody else decided to sit with Jesus. She's mad at her sister. That could be your sister in the Lord or your brother in the Lord. That could be your church brother or sister. And uh, you, you slacking, but you're mad at them because they fast in 40 days. Hey, you can fast 40 days. It's your choice. Uh, you, can, you can do it. You can, you can go to prayer meeting. You can go to church. You can be there. You can read your Bibles. You can do it. It's your choice. But I, I'm too busy. If you are too busy for Jesus, you are too busy. Hey, all, all, all of our visitors, I love you. Boy, this preacher being stout. I thought about this yesterday. While I was here, I was cleaning the baptistry, and I was just thinking about the Lord. And There's been just too much lightness put on serving God. It's 
it don't really matter that much. He loves everybody. We're going to get to heaven. But I believe that God does require us to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto him. Because that's the Bible. You, I, listen, if I quote something that's just me, you can talk to me after church. Well, if, you can talk to me anyway, either thing, but when I point to you at this, that ends the discussion. Because if Jesus said it, if his word said it, then that's it. That's the end of it. I believe that we should take up our cross daily and follow him. I believe you can't serve two masters. I believe you make a choice every day, even after you are born again, to continue choosing him. When you are married in the natural, you chose someone, you proposed, you got engaged, you got married, and every day you choose that individual over and over again. That is your spouse. That is your groom or your bride every day. You choose, as long as you both shall live, you choose that person every day. He saved you. You chose to repent. You chose to call on him. You chose to be baptized. You chose to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You wanted it. And you received it. You chose new birth because the scripture declared it. And then Jesus said, and you will choose me every day because you'll take up a cross daily and follow me. I don't want to get so busy that I forget that I belong to him. Hey, we, we, we always talk about you got to maintain your relationships. You know, we, we, we take marriage and classes and counseling and make sure you're always acknowledging your spouse, and you should. Make sure you're always paying attention. You should, that I'm nourishing them and loving them and cherishing them, providing all the things. You make sure you're doing that with them so your marriage will be good. Why would you think your relationship with the Lord would require any less attention? Because in heaven, we're neither married or given in marriage. But we will be with him. I want to choose Jesus. Jesus did not kidnap you. He did not kidnap his disciples, force them into servitude. He could. You know, the Lord could make you. Your heart's in his hand. He could, he could make you stand up to a cartwheel across the front of this building right now if he wanted to. He could do that, but he doesn't. He says it's a choice to follow him. The Lord said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Why is he knocking? Because you got to choose to let him in. Well, now, wait a minute. I read that he just walks through walls. He does. But he walked through the wall of people that already chose him. But he's not just going to come busting up in your life and say, I'm here now and get everything out. You choose. What, what are you going to choose? Mary chose that good part, and he said it won't be taken away from her. She chose it, and she gets to keep it. When you choose him, you know, Martha, hey, guess what? Sit down. A bunch of grown-ups in the house, if they want a cup of tea, let them go get it. Sit down and listen. Or is it just, I just wanted people to know Jesus was here. I just wanted people to know I had him here. 
But you should have chose. I ought to told everybody to bring your own lunch. Because we're all going to sit down and listen to what he's got to say. But she had to serve in everybody's opinion. Oh, don't you get tired of just everybody's opinion, what everybody says, what everybody thinks. I choose him. So he's knocking. And if we open, the blessings are for us. If you want him, then choose him. Oh, I want Jesus in my life, then choose him. Stop choosing other things in front of him. And hey, moms and dads, let's be, I said let's, so nobody think I'm calling nobody, I'm saying let's as parents. The Bible tells us to train up a child in the way he should go. We need to train them to choose Jesus. Oh, I ought to got some more amens from some moms and dads in here. Well, it's the truth. Because if we don't show them that we choose him, why are we going to cry and fret when we see they don't choose him? If you want him, choose him. Because I said it before and I'll say it again. You can't serve two masters. You cannot live two lives. And you cannot walk on two paths. He is the way. He is the truth. And he is the life. Choose Jesus. If you want to be blessed, then you choose it. If you want change in your life, then choose it. It does not just happen. If you want it, then choose it. In Luke 5, Jesus enters into a man's boat. Simon gets in his boat. He's preaching out of the boat. Simon, other guys have been fishing all night. Nothing, nothing, no fish, nothing. If they don't get fish, they don't eat. Not only that, they don't have money, income. They don't feed their families, nothing that night. And so when he's done preaching, he tells them, launch on out in the deep and let your nets down for a draught. Verse 5, Simon says unto him, Master, we have toiled all night, and we have taken nothing, nothing. I have nothing to show for all I'm doing. Just blisters on my hands from pulling a wet net up out of the water. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. He chose to do what Jesus asked. And when he did that, they enclosed a great multitude of fish and their net break. When what I am doing is not providing, when all I'm getting is empty nets out of life, I need to choose Jesus. Yeah. If what you're doing now is not working, then it's time to choose Jesus. He told the woman at the well, he said, you can drink from this water from now on. He said, and you will always come back because you will thirst again and again and again. But he said, if you take the living water that I offer, if you choose this gift, this living water, you shall never thirst again. That does not mean you will not naturally in this fleshly body want another drink of water. Or that if you went outside and worked in the heat all day, you would not dehydrate and die. You still will have to hydrate. He said, but your desire for things of this world will diminish. You will no longer look for things to put in my place. You won't start trying to find things to fill this gap or put things in front of me. You will just simply be satisfied with me. There is nothing wrong with having fun. There's nothing wrong with vacation. There's nothing wrong with hobbies. 
There is nothing wrong with doing things that entertain you as long as they don't go against his word. And, and first and foremost, they do not get in front of him. Don't let anything get in front of you and Jesus. Don't let anything keep you out of the house of God. Listen, we've had enough of that since March. It's time to just be back in church and serve the Lord. I'm done with uh, viruses and pandemics and people saying you can't gather. I'm going to gather. I'm going to get together. I'm going to worship the Lord. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to serve him. Nothing else in front of Jesus. He said, they had so many fish, the nets started breaking. I tell you, the Lord will just bust open all you've got. Your cup will run over. It'll be giving back, shaking and running over. It'll, it'll be more than you can do. He said, I'll pour you out a blessing. You can't contain it when you choose him. And even as his people, we must choose him. Oh, I've been saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost. That's great. I hope you stay that way. But you know how you stay that way? You choose him. You don't go into retirement. You don't go into isolation. You don't go sit on the shelf. You choose him every day. He's a living God. <laughs> we, we live for him. Paul said, the life that I now live in the flesh. I, I live my life for Jesus. I live my life for the Lord. Israel, uh, tough time choosing him, choosing to believe him. Brings them through the Red Sea. Nothing like that's ever happened. And as soon as they get thirsty, they start squalling. Brought us out here to die. Well, I could have let you thirst to death on that side of the Jordan. I, I didn't have to bring you through or on the Red Sea. I, could have, I didn't have to bring you through the Red Sea. So you think I delivered you to let you thirst to death. You know, always couldn't just choose him. Everything else always got in front of his delivering power, that, that he was faithful, that he was true. And the Lord would say, how long am I going to have to suffer these people? But he kept coming through time and time again trying to show them, if you choose me. So they finally, Moses passes, Joshua takes over the helm. They make it into the promised land. You know how long it had taken them to get there? Long, wandering 40 years in the desert is a long time to finally get into the promised land. They have divided up the land. Everybody has their part. They've got all their feasts in order, all their sacrifices in order. They know what to do. They've got God's word. Joshua is about to pass from this world, and he says, I got a few things to say. In Joshua 24 and 14, he said, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, then choose you this day who you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord." He told God's chosen, once they had been delivered, he had 
defeated armies. He had given them cities and towns and lands and vineyards and trees and mountains and woods and streams. And they had all this beautiful land that flows with milk and honey. He said, but I know that even in this land, in this setting, that there will be choices for you every day. And you will have to choose if you're going to go backwards or just get caught up here. Well, that's the same with us. We can go back to our past or we can just get caught up in something new. In the most ideal of situations, choices can make you or break you. Hello, Adam and Eve. Didn't even really have a whole lot of choices except one, uh, just don't eat of that tree. But all somebody had to do was offer a conflicting view. You won't die. God knows you'll be more like him. If you, so you never choose to go against the word of God. Choose God. Eve should have said, nope, I'm choosing God. Adam should have said, nope, I'm choosing God. But they chose to give in. And what I'm telling you today, not maybe not so much for those that maybe don't know the Lord, but for us that do know him, that every day it's a choice to serve him. And what a wonderful choice it is when you choose Jesus. You should choose Jesus every day. Oh, Martha, he's in your house and you're missing everything that he is saying because you're so occupied and you're so busy. I know that you know him, Martha. I know that you know him. Oh, and I know that there's people in this world that have been washed and filled, and I know they know him, but they're so busy. They're so preoccupied. They're so stressed out and anxiety and things going on in their life, and they, all they can think of is something's wrong. So, Jesus, don't you care? Make everybody else miserable like me. That's what, he, that's what she said. Make my sister get up and come help me. I don't, if I can't hear you, she don't get to hear you either. Kind of nonsense is that? He said, oh, Martha, Martha, so busy and troubled about so many things. Here I am sitting right here in your house, and I don't even know that she even said hello to him except to just say, don't you care? Just missing the whole point of him being there. I don't want to miss the point of having the Lord in my life. I want to choose him every day. Because when I choose him, I choose the good part. Paul said, in my flesh dwells no good thing. I don't want to choose this flesh. I want to choose him. I want to serve him. So Joshua told Israel, said, listen, you're either going backwards or you're going to get caught up. I know. He even told them, he said, you can't serve the Lord. And the people said, yeah, we can do it. But he, the Lord had already let, them, let Moses and them know that. Once they get there, they'll start serving other gods and doing things. So Joshua put it to him plain. Choose you this day who you will serve. You either choose the Lord or you choose something else. It can't be both. It can't be both. Well, we'll come to church on Sunday, but we're going to go hang out with them people sacrificing the bell, you know. No. You got to choose this day who you'll serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What you choose can change your life. The Bible says Bartimaeus was a beggar. 
And he sat by the road begging. When he heard that Jesus was coming by, he began to cry out. Now Jesus says, what do you want me to do? Now, he's a beggar. He could have said, well, if you got any change, that's what he's usually asking for. But he said, I'm, I'm tired of begging. I'm tired of this life. So he said, I'd like to receive my sight. Okay. And immediately he received his sight. His life was changed by what he chose. He chose Jesus. He chose a miracle. He chose something different rather than just stay a beggar. Maybe he's rich. Maybe he's got 12 disciples with him. If they all hit me up, I'll do good today. He didn't choose that. He chose Jesus. He chose the miracle. He wanted what only Jesus could give. We wanted that, only what Jesus could give. That's what I want every day, only what he can give. Another place, a man that was sick and lame in his body for 38 years was focusing on a pool of water, wishing that someone would help him get down because when the angel would trouble the water, people would get their healing. Well, then the healer walks right up to him and asks him, will you be made whole? Now, he don't have to get up. He don't have to listen to Jesus. He can tell him, hey, get out of here. You're distracting me. I want to watch this water. But he starts telling him his situation. I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have a man to help me get in the water. This and The Lord knows all that. He knows the situation. I just want to see what you'll choose. Will you be made whole? Well, then take up your bed and walk. Now, here's a man who has never walked, so he don't know what that means. But Jesus said, do it. And so he's watched other people walk. Well, I guess I'll just try it. Guess what? It'll work for you too. I don't know if it'll work for me. Yeah, it'll work for you too. And God will put you on the same level as everybody else. Listen, choose him and it will change your life forever. Change you forever. In 1 Kings chapter 17, there was a woman that was a widow and she had a child and there was a great famine. And honey, you can come on to the music. And the prophet shows up and he says, hey, I'm hungry, make me something to eat. And she said, I just have a little bit of meal here and a little bit of oil and I'm about to make this cake. I'm going to dress it and make it and I'm going to feed me and my son and then we're going to die. That's all she had to look forward to. So he looked at her and he said, well, do just as you said, but give to me first. He said, if you do that, this barrel of meal won't waste and that cruise of oil won't run out. So she did, just like he said. She chose to listen to that man of God. And it says her and her child ate for many days till the rain came and brought a refreshing to the land. Sometimes decisions are tough. You always choose God. Always choose Jesus. If we lose our life, the Bible says we save it alive. Choose Jesus. Stand with me today. There was a very great man by the name of Naaman. And a great military man and had a lot of respect, a lot of reputation, you know. But he was a leper. That's not good in any days, but especially in Bible days, you know, it was frowned upon. He was a leper. 
But he heard there was a prophet in Israel. And so he goes to Israel and the prophet doesn't even come out and see him, sends his servant out. So go tell Naaman this great man, go dip seven times in the Jordan River. Well, they felt like the Jordan was too nasty and dirty. It was beneath them. And he was upset that the guy did not come out and make a big show and just speak a word and heal him himself. And, but he said, tell him to go dip seven times in the Jordan and he'll be clean. So he's, he gets upset and begins to ride off. But his servant said, you know, if he'd asked you to do something great, you'd have done it. If he'd said, go to the top of a mountain and you know, build an altar or whatever, you, you would have done these things. But now, just why not try it? What do you got to lose? So he goes to the Jordan and he dips seven times. And it says that his flesh is returned to him just like a child's flesh, just new, no more leprosy. He chose. See, sometimes you may not choose so wisely, but you can, isn't it great that you can always choose, repent, and then choose? Okay, I will go. I'm glad the Lord allows repentance in our life. There's always a choice. This life is a choice. Last bit of scripture I'm going to read here. And we're going to open the altars for people to come and pray. But in Deuteronomy 30, the Lord had given word to Moses, and Moses begins to relay to Israel some instruction. And he says, See, I have set before thee this day life and good, death and evil. This is God's people. This is children. This is his firstborn. This is Israel. He said, this is what I've set before you, life and good, death and evil. In that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply. The Lord God shall bless thee in the land, whether you go to possess it. But if your heart turns away, so that thou will not hear, but shall be drawn away, and worship other gods and serve them. I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish, and you will not prolong your days upon the land, whether you go to over Jordan to possess it. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. So you got a choice. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. That thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life. I know there's other things that fill our lives, but he's our life. And we need to choose him. Don't get distracted. The day is here upon us. Now, I don't even say it's coming anymore. It's, it's here. That anything that could pull you away will pull you away. There are voices, the Bible said, many voices gone out into the land, many spirits gone out into the land, and, and every spirit has a voice, it has a purpose, has a sound. And it's just here to pull you away from the Lord. You're going to have to get up tomorrow morning and take up your cross or not, it'll be your choice. You're not once saved, always saved. It's a choice every day to serve God, 
But why would you not choose him? Who has loved you at your worst. Who loves you right now knowing exactly what's going on in your life. He sees everything that's going on in your mind, your heart, how busy, confused, scattered you are. He sees the things that you've been doing. He knows all about it. And yet he would say, choose me. If you'll choose me, we can fix this. If you'll choose me, we can take care of this. If you will just choose me. So with all the things that you could pick today, what will you choose? Well, I'm already right with the Lord. Okay. But will you be right tomorrow? You got to choose. If the Lord tarries 10 years, will you be still standing in the house of the Lord saying, I'm glad I chose him? Or will your name be in this jar and we're praying for you to come back home? You've got to choose this day who you'll serve. I don't want to serve this world. I don't want to serve the gods of this land. I don't want to serve the the causes of this land. I don't want to be an activist in this world. I want to be a light in this world because that's what Jesus said for me to be, a light in this world. So as she begins to play, I want to open the altar up and invite you to come and make a choice. And if you've already made it, then come make it again. Reaffirm it. Reaffirm it. Lord, I choose you. If you don't want to come and get in the altar, if it's too too close quarters for you, then right where you are. Lord, I choose you. I choose you today. Once again, you're my choice. You're my number one. You're my pick. You've what I've got to have. You're my choice.
you just lift your voice toward heaven right now and say yes, say yes, oh yes, I agree, yes I do, with my heart and that together for just a moment but but not not just sing along with with the music today but sing that from your heart let it be a song of worship from from the depths of your heart today lord i choose you lord i say yes to you come on we're we're, we're, we're still having altar call right now we're still in the presence of the lord right now you as an individual you make that that declaration to the lord today lord i choose you Lord, over and over and over, no matter what, every single day in every circumstance and every situation, Lord, I choose you. I choose your word, Jesus. I choose your way. I know that you're the door. I know that you're the way. I know that you're the truth. I know that you're the life. I know, Jesus, that there's no other way that I'm saved. I know there's nobody else that can love me like you can. I know there's nobody else that can hold me up and, and save me. I choose you, Jesus. I'm staying with you, Lord.
Church, I tell you, as, as, as time goes on, it's, the line is going to become more and more clear. It's going to be harder and harder to just try and be lukewarm. We might as well choose now. I choose Jesus. I'm going to do it God's way. I'm sticking with Jesus. Amen. Any family, friends, Brandy, I'm going to baptize her in Jesus' name today. First, I want to say how thankful we are for this uh, young lady. I said several months ago, she was home in Georgia visiting. Uh, came to several services and got started with the Holy Ghost. And we were so excited, but her husband's in the military station to I saw she was getting ready to take a little drive back from California to Georgia. And in this time, a beautiful, beautiful addition to the Smith family, the beautiful baby boy born. And God's doing great things. Now today, we're going to complete this new birth, born of water, born of spirit. We're going to baptize her in Jesus' name. And we're excited. She's going to be on this coast. Pray for her right now, and God just pour His blessings on her. Amen. Lord, we love you and thank you today for this precious, precious young soul. Ask you to bless her, bless her family, God. We just want you to take care of her and lead her by your Spirit. Lord, keep your hand upon her husband, watch over and protect him, God. Lord, lead them by your Spirit, God. Let this just be the beginning of great things and greater things in their life. Keep her, use her, let it be a light shining for your glory. We ask it. My goodness.
Anybody else getting baptized today? Here's the water. What doth hinder you? Oh, I, I tell you, I wish everybody had been in that first 11 o'clock class. We'd be lining them up, I think. We must be born again, born of water and the Spirit. That means we need to be baptized, born of the waters to be baptized. There's only one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. There's only one name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. That's the name of Jesus. Jesus said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So that means if there's only one saving name and baptism is part of salvation, then we must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And we shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, guess what? God's still pouring his spirit out on people, even in this day. But it's a choice. It's a choice. On the day of Pentecost, it said that when they had gladly received the word, about 3,000 chose to be baptized in his name. And I'm sure 3,000 souls were filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. It's still a choice, but it's the best choice you'll ever make, hands down. Can I get an amen from that? Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm so glad to have you in service with us today. You have a great day, rest of your day. Tomorrow night, prayer meeting. Wednesday night, Brother Green will be here. We're going to have a great revival in Jesus' name. Invite all our visitors to come back with us. We love you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.